uh, are, are loving this. And I am mm. sorry, but I lost my internet connection, Dennis. I'm going to oh. peace out and be right back. Oh, good. Just a quick break, folks. Just I'll be sitting with you for a moment. Sorry. It's just the movie toaster. Dennis here. But um, happy to announce the opening of the submissions for the 2024 Movie Toast the Festival happening, you guessed it, this December. Um, it is going to be another jam-packed year of fantastic films. Already got half a dozen submissions in the first like two weeks of January. So folks, please, if you got something sitting in your pocket, if you attended last year and or you just missed out on last year's, this is uh, the time. You can start throwing it in now. The earlier, the better. It's the Movie Toasty Show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to episode 181 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. Dennis, how's it going, man? Pretty darn tootin' good over here, my friend. I'm, I'm doing good, man. Yes. How are you? I, uh, you know, better, worse, about the same. Uh, I do have something here I want to share with you. You know, on Facebook, how they have, like, those memories, and they're like, uh, oh. X amount of years ago, you wrote this. I, uh, uh-huh. I have one that... uh kind of made me chuckle a bit from 10 years ago january 10th 2014 uh i wrote a uh, dennis corn max bellamy chancy and myself recorded our first episode of our podcast oh, today it was pretty was... fun but now i gotta edit it oh boy how i can't believe it's been 10 years since that experiment Damn. the old uh, star wow. maps and uh fantastic <laughs> and man yes those were... Those were some flicks, dude. <laughs> that was, those are uh, fun. fun. I Maybe just so- wish we could have actually put those out there because that was good stuff. It's just it the, the getting a podcast on networks was not as easy yes. as it is now. No, I think we were on like Bandcamp and it only allowed you to do like two episodes. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. That yeah. was a oh, shit was show. So, yeah, that did, that did not. It ended up living better on uh, on YouTube. As I mean, yeah, I, don't yeah, I think so. Now I don't remember the name of uh, what you uh, I think, think I kept pushing for, I think it was like freaking Friday flicks or something. It was a pretty bad title. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, Pepe's voice keeps coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pepe's voice Pepe's was the boys. best. Oh man, <laughs> I just remember like the couple of times we we're in a sound booth together recording yes. over one microphone. It just felt so invigorating. And now you're sitting at home. I'm sitting in the shed. Totally different life. It's uh, a whole new world, man. It's a whole new world. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I miss that. Oh, boy. We should review yeah. what Star Maps and Corman's uh, Fantastic Four. We should get those guys oh. back on here to join us and be like, hey, remember those movies? We want to talk about them again. Yeah. Fuck! What was it? Was it Scotty? Uh, that that or who 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 was it? No, no, no. <sighs> Tommy, the the bro, the Brazine joined us. No, no. I'm I'm trying to think of the dude that had the Star Map story. Uh, I forget that guy's oh, name. Uh, fuck! He was a friend of. I feel so I bad. Didn't, I didn't know him directly. He was. I did know him, so that's the worst part. 
<laughs> and yet I can't remember his name. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. That's sorry, right. whoever you were. He was like, uh, this, he, the way he told the story is fucking hilarious, too. Oh, my God. Yes, was so that was fantastic. This, this movie. Back before any of us had any experience in the industry, just uh, wow, yeah, right, good times, good stuff. But I think uh, we're gonna have a good time here today, Dennis. Uh, We got a lot of lot of fun things to talk about. That's right. I think uh, first thing up to talk about here is some polls. Polls. That song never huh. gets old to Every me, time. man. <laughs> I love uh, it's, it's a fucking jam. And it's so right. bad, but it's so good. All right, so uh, up first, last week, uh, we both tag-teamed a review of Zack Snyder's latest misstep, uh, Rebel Ooh. Moon. So I wanted to know what the Toasties' favorite Zack Snyder movie was out of Dawn of the Dead, 300, Watchmen, and uh, Sucker Punch. Um, I know we briefly talked about this, and by briefly, we talked for a couple of minutes about this, but uh, yeah. what would you vote for here? The, to, I mean, out of these, I still think 300, just it's the strongest like visual style being established. It was the first time a lot of these things were done, or at least mm. on that scale. Um, yes. We haven't been beaten over the head with comic book, big mo- comic book movies quite as much yet. Or at least the stories they were choosing weren't nearly as like big. Like a lot of people aren't even aware 300 is a graphic novel first. Uh, True. That uh, that was refreshing. Although I, I I literally enjoyed every movie on the list you just mentioned. I would still choose mm. 300 first. It was hard not putting the superhero movies because I'm like I know those would just like kill, and I'm like nah, I want want the the older stuff. But uh, for me, I, I think I think it's gonna be uh, Dawn of the Dead. That movie I can watch and watch, and I never get sick of watching it. But uh, it's badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really good movie. Nice, uh, nice. All right, so let's uh, find out what the Toasties liked. Yeah. So a two-way tie for last place: zero percent for Dawn of the Dead and zero percent for Sucker Punch. Hmm. I'm a little sad about that, but yeah, it is what it is. Not too surprising, I guess. Nah, well. It's- well, one of the movies is a know. little surprising. I feel like Dawn of the Dead speaks really well for the time it came from. Might be a tougher sell mm. for a brand new audience right the second, going back to rewatch that specific one without having yeah. like, the pedigree of the all the of the dead movies. Sucker Punch is beautiful. Like just the styling is amazing. Oh yeah. The story is nuts. But it's I maybe not as deep a story as some of the other choices. So I can kind of see that. And, and it's then, funny. Like you just don't see anything about it anymore like it's it's funny though i read an article the other day apparently he was doing press for rebel moon or something apparently he said he would like to remake sucker punch i'm like why it's been done do do a sequel do like another did it offspring (laughs) yeah why why do you think you gotta keep going back to things you've already made dude i don't know but oh man i mean i'd I'd watch it i'd see what it is but fuck it dude keep doing original stuff some things are yeah. good, some things are bad, but I don't know. Um, yeah, let it be, yeah, tied, it should be its own thing. Yeah. So uh, up next, 25% for 300. 
I okay. kind of thought okay. 300 would have a higher rating, but uh, at least people voted for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's, yeah. Uh, so that leaves 75% for Watchmen, which I remember yeah, seeing it opening night at the Cinemarama Dome. And uh, I don't remember anything about it. And I always say, I'm going to go back and rewatch it because it looks so badass. But I remember oh. it being long, slow, and boring. But I it feel like long. everyone talks about how great it is. So I got to watch that. And I, I, I still haven't watched the, the, the Max series that everyone said was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I know that's not right. Zach, was... but curious oh still the continuation of the the world i guess that i yeah. i loved the the comic the comic was great and then having read that immediately before the movie i think might have skewed a little bit how i took the movie in because there were certain things i was excited to see that they then rewrote for the film and i was like oh i kind of mm. get why you had to make this change with the instead of it being a monster it's um dr manhattan i'm like okay i Maybe that's a little more digestible for the general audiences in America. And yeah. The world, but, um, and for a while, didn't DC have like Countdown to Doomsday or something? Like, like didn't they have like Watchmen tying over into other books or something like a couple of years back? There was some, yeah, it was, I think because there was a spinoff series or something. So that's the correlation. I believe that was the correlation between that and the storyline of Watchmen. You're seeing when it all lines up because that's what hmm. was... The beginning of each chapter or like each uh, comic in that graphic novel was exactly that. Watching the doomsday clock tick closer. Huh. Or taking more so I guess you're off. seeing that point of view from like Batman and Superman and all the other like DC nope. heroes. Let's. Oh, they're no. Is that not what we're. They're a different world. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I thought they were doing like a tie in with those other oh, books a couple oh, of years ago. That, I, that's what I mean. That, Sorry. Okay. My mistake. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that very yeah, well. Yeah. That I'm not aware of personally, but. I would make mm. sense though, because it's given that there's uh, supposed to be a very specific point in time, you can make the other things work around it. As fucking, mm. I mean, what era does Batman live in anymore, anyways? He lives in modern United States. True. He's yeah. all around, dude. In the 1940s, you know, it's like, like Superman, they all got to get their revamp and shit. So, uh, true, true. Watchmen can only be in one place, though. Like, it's that's the only way the story mm. works. Very specific, yeah. Unless you do a spin-off prequel serious show that people love, but uh, I don't know. True. Yeah. None of us have watched it, so we can't really talk to that. <laughs> um, maybe I gotta watch Watchmen and review it uh, on another episode. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of another episode, on episode 180, I reviewed the Adam Driver film Ferrari. So I wanted to know what the Toasty's favorite Adam Driver movie was out of. Star Wars The Force Awakens, Black Klansman, Marriage Story, and House of Gucci. Uh, and any of those? Uh, Good movies. Uh, hold the and, and, and There's so many fucking great movies of his. I don't. Yes. It was hard to choose. Like, fantastic. Uh, ma actor, marriage never, Story of, of those for me, I think. Uh, I, I love Kylo I'm Ren. I'm going to see but... it. <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah. Yeah, um, for I, me, I, like, I think yeah. it's Black Klansman. Yeah. Nice. I, I, nice. I, I love the fact that he was like infiltrating, uh, yeah, everything about well, not him, but uh, Mister Oh uh, right. John David Washington, and he was the partner. I don't know, but yeah, like you said, both good movies. Uh, so the, the Toasties have spoken. We have eight point three percent for The Force Awakens and eight point three percent for House of Gucci. I, I really wasn't sure if uh, Force Awakens would get any love, but uh, out of the whole 
Star was, Wars but, franchise that came. That was the best one, I feel like. And I feel like he's probably he's the strong one of the strongest characters in the whole movie. Oh yeah. Enough, in, introducing a new badass villain that's really mm-hmm. fucking cool, in my opinion. Um, I really liked his character and and it's interesting when when he first signed on. I, I was I was listening to him on a podcast recently. Apparently, it was supposed to be a different arc than Darth Vader. It was supposed to be he was kind of weak and not very good at what he was doing in the first place, and then he would get darker and darker as the movies went on. But of course, they right, abandoned that uh, and they didn't follow that line. Would have well, been pretty yeah, cool. Fucking if if anyone got to finish writing any one of these fucking stories, maybe we would have had a different <laughs> outcome. But. Right. True. Let's just keep yeah. shuffling it to the next director and, and right. Writer Hopefully, and, it make a cohesive oh. story. Yes, but let, uh, let someone sit down and do fuck it. If you're going to do another three movies, make them do all three movies. Like, well, I mean, Larry. So talking about that, we we know that uh, fucking they're they're doing like a movie with the Soka tying the TV world together, and then they just announced that they're doing a Mando and Grogu movie. And then they're doing the Ray movie. It seems like they're going right. back to being like, whatever, we'll do whatever we want. But it's like, want. yeah, these other things, it's like, as, as much as I love those characters, I don't think they need their own movies now. We're already right? watching a fucking thing. Yeah. What are you trying to do? And get? we're getting more than we would in a movie by these weekly yes, episodes. Exactly. I, I, now well, put, it, put the characters in another story, maybe. Yeah. But don't just call it the Ahsoka movie and the fucking Mandalorian movie. By the mm-hmm. way, let's start naming the character. Let's push the names out a little harder <laughs> so people start saying Din Jaren and Grogu. Din Jaren. I mean, Din Jaren. Right. <laughs> Although I feel like people still call him like Baby Yoda. And it's like, fuck you guys. It's been, been years. Move on. I just right. always forget how to pronounce Din Jaren. So I call him the Mandalorian because I'm lazy. So I guess that's probably why people call him Baby Yoda because they forget Grogu. I don't know. No excuses. 25% for Black Klansmen and uh, leaving your favorite choice, 58.3 for Marriage Story. It's so. a fantastic film. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely should check that one out, man. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know <laughs> why I never the, got to. The pile, the stack. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. I just realized I already have the ticker for a totally different movie playing here. Wow. Oh, Sorry about that. Don't know how that happened. <laughs> Sneaking ahead. Preview. Uh, Sneak preview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so should we get over into our reviews, you think? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I'm up for some reviews. What right. you, I think you're kicking us off, man. What you got here? That's right. Up first, oh, I have... God. Let me get rid of this fucking ticker the here Watcher. from Marriage Story. Well, love it. <laughs> yes, I have the uh, new movie, American Fiction. Are those human remains? Do you guys have a permit for that? Just shut the fuck up, Philip. Cliff, you don't talk to me like that. You want me to beat your ass? I'm just- Fuck out of here, Philip! I will eat your sweater vest for dinner. Always been a fucking douche. Listen, Monk, you need some time off. Why don't you go back and spend a little more time with your family? You know that all successful writers are tormented by their families. You look fat. Okay. How the fuck? I don't feel like much of the writer lately. Your books change people's lives. It's something I've written never changed your life. Absolutely. My dining room table was wobbly as hell oh before your last <laughs> book came out. It was like perfect. <laughs> How 
your brother doing? I still live in Tucson. What's wrong with Tucson? There's one gay bar and it's full of college kids. One of them asked me if I was Tyler Perry. I mean, Tyler Perry lives in Atlanta, right? Fuck you. <laughs> Any news? Editors. They want a black book. They have one. I'm black and it's my book. Look at what they expect us to write. Would you read an excerpt? Yo, Sharonda, where you be going in a hurry like that? If and you gots to know, I was going to the pharmacy. If they want stereotypes, I'll give them one. What is this? Deadbeat dads, rappers, crack, that's black, right? Nobody's gonna publish this. I just wanna rub their noses in it. We love it. What? what? It is very, uh... Black? Yes, that's it. I'm happy you said it and not me. <laughs> give it in a I wrote it. It's a joke. People wanna love you, Monk. You should let them love all of you. Sold the movie rights. Yes! We think it is going to be the bestseller. I'm sure white people on the Hamptons will delight in it. Yeah, we will. They, they, we, it's going to be huge. Can you stick around and help with Mother? I got to get home. It's 8 in the morning. I'm not flying the fucking plane, bro. I say new movie. It's... Technically came out last year, but it's still being released. It's funny. I saw this yes. movie two weeks ago, and I just saw a movie last night. And it was the trailer for this movie was playing in front of a movie I saw last night in the same theater that I saw this movie at. And it just was like, what? <laughs> Seems like that's, an odd choice. Kind of a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is a uh, American fiction uh, starring Jeffrey Wright. Uh, he's kind of an African-American writer. He hasn't written anything that's gotten published in about like 10, 12 years. He has a new novel that he wrote, but nobody wants to buy it because it's not black enough. And he's like, that makes no sense. I'm a black author. It's a black story. It just because it's not like set in the ghetto and people are affluent. It, using cliches or anything. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, oh, interesting. one night... He, one night he gets drunk and he's like, fuck it, as a joke, I'm going to write a ghetto story. I'm going to, it's going to just be the dumbest, shittiest thing. Nobody will ever want to publish it. Oh, no. Sent it to his, his, uh, his agent. The agent sent it out. He's like, I don't really feel comfortable sending this out, but I'll do it. And then, sure enough, everyone wants it. Uh, <laughs> it's eaten up. That's crazy <laughs> money is thrown his way for the book. Uh, someone wants to offer him a million dollars to make it a movie. And uh, the little kicker here is uh, he used a, 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 pseudo, a fake name uh, as the author, and he never shows his face in front of anybody that he's talking to or being interviewed. They made up a character, uh, him and his agent, that is an ex-convict who is currently wanted by the law, and uh, that's why he can't be in person and nobody can see him. Uh, and it just escalates and like kind of eats away at him. And it's just ruining his life, even though it's everything that he's wanted. People are talking about him, but not technically him, a fictitious character. And as all that's yeah. happening, <laughs> shit is crumbling in his in his real life. Uh, someone mm -hmm. very close that he loves died. Someone else is uh, just diagnosed with terminally, terminally ill disease. Uh, he, the only upside is he started a new relationship. Uh, so that's kind of nice. And uh, okay. he kind of just lost his job because he kind of flips out at his students. Sorry, he's a professor of literature. 
And uh, okay, not a lot of students like him. So shit mm-hmm. wasn't going his way. Now he has a, a top best-selling no- book. He's in a new relationship, but his life is just not where it should be. Uh, this movie is yeah. has a has a great cast. Uh, like I said, um, we got Jeffrey Wright as the main character. His brother's played by Sterling K. Brown. Uh, oh, nice. His sister's played by Trace Ellis Ross. Uh, Issa Rae's in it. Uh, Keith awesome. David and like some other faces that you might know and recognize. Uh, badass. Oh, badass. Fucking awesome. everyone's giving a great performance. Like I went in not really knowing anything about this movie. I just know the poster. I'm like, oh, I've seen the poster. So I assume this guy becomes like a thug or something. Totally wrong. 100% wrong. Happy that I'm wrong. And I, I was pleasantly surprised it, uh, it was shot and took place in Massachusetts. And there's a lot of oh, nice. Easter hey. eggs that you'll get if you're from Massachusetts in there. Uh, but overall, this movie is phenomenal. I really had a great time watching it. And uh, it, you, there's so many emotions. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll feel uncomfortable. But you're just going to have a very interesting viewing experience, I think, if you nice. see this movie. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to give strange. American fiction. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I said, it's still a limited release. It's becoming wider. Check it out. If you get a chance, a uh, fantastic film, I'm going to give it three and a half slices of toast. Badass, Nice. Solid. Yeah. That's a solid flick. Heck yeah. Very much a worth watch level of slicage right there. I uh, think so. Think you got another, another flick for us before I, I, give I do a couple of my own reviews. Now, uh, I saw the uh, new Hulu comedy, Self-Reliance. Hi. Are you the actor, Andy Samberg? I am. I'm a big fan, man. Uh, Thank you very much. Hey, I got a question for you. You want to get in? Thomas Walcott, single, no children, no dependents. Job is network management, physically fit. Guess they're not too strict about that one. I'm joking. <laughs> kind of serious, though. You have been selected to partake in the biggest reality show in the dark web. There will be people trying to kill you, the hunters. What are you talking about? There's people trying to murder me? Oh, shit. Very much so. You will have 30 days to survive. You will only be killed when you are alone. So let me get this straight. You cannot touch me if I'm with someone and then I get a million dollars. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Why'd you leave my side? I had to take a shit. Why didn't you wake me up and bring me with you? Because I'm taking a shit. Let's play. What the fuck is this? This is James, my new friend. He pays me to shadow him. You cannot have this person sleeping in mom's house. Are you gonna shadow me? No. Are you gonna shadow me? No. Are you going to shadow me? I don't want to take away James's job. <clears throat> this is going to end badly. Aren't there other people playing the game who could hang out with you? Just say it. You're not going to. No, I'm not going to murder you. Are you going to murder me? No, I want to be on the same team as you. You want to spend all our time together after knowing me for five minutes? Let's fucking win together. They can't kill us if we're together, right? Oh, okay, good night. I hope no one murders either of you. Wake up. You are not as safe as you think you are. I guess. Where are 
the game. I guess I did it because I want to be around people more. I think we did it for the same reason. I don't want to burst your bubble, but the game is a comedy. How is it a comedy? They're trying to fucking kill us. having fun did you just ask if i was having fun um yes no i saw this two weeks ago in the theater they had a one night uh, event and i'm a big fan of jake johnson he wrote uh directed produced and stars in this movie so i'm like oh, wow. i'll go see Good it on the big him. screen cool. yeah and uh, I mean, he's he's worked uh, on some mumblecore movies in the past that he's written, and he wrote "Let's Be Cops." And uh, so I was intrigued. And uh, this movie just hit Hulu, and I I watched it again when it came out. When it first day it came out, I watched it again, and it held up. Uh, so this movie has an interesting premise. Uh, Jake Johnson's character is kind of in a rut. His girlfriend of like twenty eight years broke up with them. Uh, oh. He's living with his mother. He has a shitty job that he hates. And one day he's just walking down the street. A limo pulls up. Window rolls down. Andy Samberg is holding a little like piece of paper with his name written on it. And he's like, is this you? And he's like, yeah. He's like, want to hop in uh, the limo with me? He's like, sure. Why not? And like, he's kind of excited. He's like, oh, you're the actor Andy Samberg. And he's like, yep. And then Andy's like talking to an audience that doesn't exist. And he's like, what's going on? He's like, I, I can't tell you anything, but uh, uh, and then they pull up to this warehouse and he's like, so, uh, if you want to continue this journey, go inside that warehouse, follow the red arrows and people will explain what's going on. And since he has nothing to lose, he's like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. So he walks in, he meets these, these foreign guys. They, uh, they tell him that they're hosting a game show on the dark web and, uh, they want him to participate and he has to survive the next 30 days and assassins from all around the world are going to be hunting him <laughs> down. And uh, there's a chance the assassins might not even get to him because they're from all around the world. And if he survives, he'll get paid $1 million cash. And he's a little hesitant until he finds out about this one kind of loophole kind of rule, I guess, but he looks at it as a loophole. If he is with someone else, no one can touch him. No one can harm him. He has to be within like reaching distance of the people. If he's in a room and someone walks to the other side of the room, he's fair game. That way, no one's in harm. And he decides, Weird. fuck it. That sounds really easy. 30 days, I can do that. So he accepts. He, he thinks his family will help him. And he pitches this to the family. And they think he's fucking crazy. Sure. And they're yeah, like, we're not right? going to help you. No. And uh, so he says all right fine i'll be fine and then one night he thinks he's being hunted so uh he goes to his sister's house she's not there but her husband is and uh the husband i'm sorry i'm, I'm getting too much into this sorry so essentially it doesn't work out he ends up paying a homeless gentleman to shadow him to be with them and that way he's he's set <laughs> and then he also put out a failure on craigslist seeing if anybody else was participating in a game and one other person responds and that's Anna Kendrick and they meet up and they decide to team up together. She has one less day left than him, but they decide if they're together, 
it'd be safe. They also have the homeless guy with them. And uh, so it's just watching them. And then, of course, there's moments where he's by himself and he has to survive. Like, and these killers are kind of wacky. So they're, the first killer is like a cowboy. Then there's another killer who is a giant wearing a fucking Michael Jackson thriller jacket. Uh, another killer <laughs> is uh, dressed as Mario. And then it just goes like on and on from there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, funny, funny. there's a funny okay. scene where he is uh, beat up by an Ellen DeGeneres impersonator. Uh, so many wacky <laughs> things. And when these things happen to him, he'll. T- okay. in, in the moment, you're like, yes, this makes sense. This is 100% viable. This this is happening. That's insane. And then he tells other people and it just sounds so fictitious. They all think he's like on drugs or making this up because it's so wacky and weird. Right. And uh, it's just uh, the wackiest. You never know where any scene's going to go. And His there's so many cameos. Yes. Yes. Oh it's insane. What it's loaded. Hell? And this movie's Yeah. So you got uh, Andy Samberg, yeah. uh, Natalie Morales, uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Wayne Brady, uh, so many people. And and the best character in this movie is the homeless gentleman, uh, this actor named Biff Whiff. He's a character actor. Uh, a lot of people might know him from uh, the Tim Robbins uh, show, I Think You Should Leave. Uh, mm. This guy steals every scene he's in. He's so fucking hilarious. It's fantastic. And the two of them together, it's just gold. And uh, this movie... It's so fucking great. It's my favorite movie of the year. I know that's a little crazy because the year just started, but it's so fucking good. Like, I can't praise it enough. Uh, I'm going to give Self-Reliance four slices of toast. Uh, Only thing that kind of seems weird to me, there are some scenes earlier on that are like anamorphic and fish-eyed, and it's like, I don't get it, the choice, but whatever. The music's fantastic for it. The scenes are great. Uh... But it really makes you question whether he is like imagining this or if it's really happening. Even though you're watching it, you don't know if it's in his head. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's great because he's also told that uh, he's always going to be kind of watched by PAs, but he'll never see him. And he's like, oh, so they're like ninjas. And like, then you see these like acrobatic fucking PAs popping out of nowhere in some scenes. And it's so fucking, and it's insane. I employ Great. everyone out there who has Hulu and likes comedy to check this movie out. It's so fucking awesome. Well, I'm adding that to the queue, right? As soon as we're done recording. Oh, please sure. do. I was awesome. tempted to ask you to watch it because I really want to know what you think. I could be yeah. wrong, yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to persuade you. Uh, I was hoping maybe my review. Oh, no, no, no. I, you, yeah. And that you did <laughs> that you did for uh-huh. sure. <laughs> that's, that sounds funny. Okay. I was wondering if it was gonna yeah. be like a game, like Michael Douglas movie sort of thing, but no, that's a whole. It's kind of like that. A little bit. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, like God. And there, there's twists and turns for sure throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I think you got you got a trilogy, a franchise of movies you want to talk about. I oh, think, right? Yes, sir. That I do. Not one, not two, but three equalizers. Uh, got oh, through shit. all three of them. Got a little caught a holiday bug. And uh, are still kind of sloughing that off, I guess. And I, after seeing the third one came out, hearing your review, I'm like, all right, what? These keep getting hyped. I need to know what the deal is. What's what's going on here? Uh, I'm always a fan of some, uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Anton Fuqua directing him again. So it's always a good combination, I feel like. Well, here's a trilogy, all three films, 
by these guys teaming up together. He catch that fish yet? Hmm? They're both. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. It's a happy ending. Not exactly. The old man met his greatest adversary just when he thought that part of his life was over. Why didn't he just let the fish go? Old man's got to be the old man. Fish has got to be the fish. Got to be who you are in this world, right? No matter what. Yo, Pops, bet you didn't have to push no dollies at your old job, did you? Guilty as charged. Can you do a refund for me when you're done? Open the register up right now. Move. Give me that ring. No, it was my mother. Please. It's okay, Jenny. What's she doing about? It is about a guy who's a knight in shining armor, except he lives in a world where knights don't exist anymore. My ring. Anything you want to be, change your world. I promised I would never go back to being that person. But when somebody does something unspeakable, it's when you hardly knew. You do something about it, because you can. I mean, about a girl. <laughs> 16 seconds. A man with his skill. I want to know who he really is. He won't stop until he kills you and anyone you care about. This goes all the way to the top. Not enough? Because I can keep going. Brick by brick, body by body. What do you see when you look at me? What do you see when you look at me? It's too late to start over. That's over fear. That's over fear. This is the only thing I, thing I know. Uh, we've got Robert McCall, which is the name of Denzel Washington's character. He's like a fixer, cleaner. It's clear he did some badass hard shit for the government back in the day. And he's like retired, working at a, a Home Depot style store in the first film. Um, he sees someone getting wronged in a way he doesn't appreciate. This young girl that he fr uh, sees frequently in this diner, um, she is a, a lady of the night, and he's kind of trying her to get her out of it, like just kindly suggesting maybe we change her career path. And after seeing, seeing her get beat up, he's like, all right, that, that's enough. And he fucking lays down the law, doing badass Denzel shit. Um, it's that was this is a lot of fun. Uh, the longest film in the series, if I'm not mm. mistaken, two hours and yes, two hours and 12 minutes. It is a perfect like simmer that watching it build up and every character has a purpose. Um, he's uh, you know, some people may complain he might be a little, almost a little too good, like too godlike, like his abilities are just fucking incredible. Um, but this is why we come to these movies. That's why we come to watch shit like this. You know, um, man, you kicked ass. Uh, I was like, all right, fuck. That was the first one. But there's no wonder there's three of them. Jump into the second one. 
First time to Turkey? No, no, no. Long time ago, different life. Now you come back? Yes, I'm looking for something. You can find whatever you wish in Turkey. How about a man who kidnapped a little girl from her American mother? Would not be looking for such a man. Would be dangerous for you. Men like him would think that. Helping all these random people and everything. But stay off the radar. Something happened to one of ours. So I'm obligated to look into it. Thought you were retired. Oh, I am. Just like you're dead. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? They knew what floor she was on. They're tying up loose ends. Exactly. He's a partner for seven years, Mac. It's a mistake to go to war with him. It's go time. They're going to war with me. It's go time. Whoever did this have all chart skill sets. It was the agency. Family. You ever see Star Trek? Very good. Call 911. Go time. They killed my friend. So I'm gonna kill each and every one of them. And the only disappointment is that I only get to do it once. Seeing you carrying all those books around, I figured you for some kind of teacher. I'm a high-level paid government assassin. You get, uh, which was only released four years later. Um, and I like that it kind of just jumps you in right at the deep end. So we're already in the middle of some badass mission. We're seeing the uh, the established uh, filming style from the first one carried over with like, when he's planning out all of his attack, his moves, we get that slow-mo zoom in, like swooping across the room and these close-ups on his eyes again. All of those, in that intensity, like, how I'd imagine his brain just must function walking into any room. This is how these people think. Just Sam Fisher, fucking Splinter Cell badass. And it's, it kind of just does it again. In the, for, in the best and the worst ways, I guess. Maybe not, And worst I'm using lightly, but it is kind of the same movie again. Um, nothing wrong with it, really. I still had a lot of fun. The cast was really cool. I wasn't, I didn't realize um, uh, Pedro Pascal was in it and he was doing a killer job. Um, you kind of had a lot of parallels, you know, there's, there's the main big bad. Then there's the, the kid that we're trying to help. At least we had different, a different story. Uh, one of his neighbors in his apartment complex, he's, he's kind of a gangbanger, but he's trying to get out of the game again and uh, get into art school and stuff like, um, we we polish off a couple of characters we introduced in the last one. I kind of like that being the crossover of how we got there. 
Um, still fun. I enjoyed that quite a bit, but it still kind of feel like, all right, we're kind of making the same movie again. It's still two hours. So I'm, I enjoyed that. We took the time to build all of these elements up and gave weight to everything. Now, once we hit the third Equalizer film. Penso che un sogno così non ritorni mai più. E incominciavo a volare nel cielo infinito. Nine seconds. That's what I'll give you to decide your fate. Ciao Roberto. Roberto, tell me, what did you do back home? Government work. I'm retired now. Understand pain, death, or you. Who is that? My bandy. Because of these people, I'm beginning to understand real peace. Roberto, this is my wife. Ciao, ciao. Oh. And I'm starting to believe. Ciao, Jenko. They see you as one of us now. This is where I'm supposed to be. What happens here happens in many towns. The Mafia. They're like cancer. No cure. Who said you could come here? You should stay out of other people's business. Whatever it is you and your friends do, do it somewhere else. Are you warning me? I'm preparing. <laughs> Is that a Timex? No, it's a boot. That's the median nerve that I'm compressing. That's a level three. If it goes to level four, you will shit on yourself. You seem like a man who understands violence. I like this place. You can't take that from me. I can take anything I want. Police found multiple dead bodies on that farm in Sicily. Did you kill him? Nine seconds. Do I look like a killer? <laughs> Immediately, I noticed the runtime, like 40 minutes shorter almost. I mean, by the time we hit Equalizer 3, it barely, yeah, an hour and 49 minutes is what Google listed as. I still feel like that sounds even a little longer than it actually is, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure that's what it is. Um, he's totally out of the game. He doesn't live in the United States anymore. He's established a new life in Italy on the back of another mission. Um, it's kind of a similar thing where it's kind of started up at the, of him doing something badass. Um, but this one kind of gives us no time to appreciate what, where he is, what he's doing. It's like, it knows where it is in the series. It knows it's the third movie, but I kind of missed having those moments to savor the world, to really get to know the characters and really have them matter a lot more. 
because this one is just like bam, 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 we're right through it. Like we're by the time we got to the end of the movie, it's like, oh shit, well, this is oh, we're in the third act. This is the final battle. I was like, oh I oh my god, I appreciated the buildup a little more in the first two. Third one shorted itself by not really I think fleshing out everything. It looks gorgeous. The film locations, I like that they're they've they've gone to Italy. It still has all of those elements you want from an equalizer movie. It's just, you know, maybe we didn't maybe maybe we told Denzel, hey, you know what, buddy, you don't need to run around as much in this one. Don't worry. <laughs> like that might, might have been one of the selling points or something. Yeah, you'll be but, uh, uh you'll be immobile most of the movie, but it's cool. Exactly. We'll make a reason for it. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I still I still had fun watching it at the end of the day. Um, equalizer movies, though, I, they kick ass. I, uh, McCall is another action character that uh, name that we need to like add to the compendium of badass fucking action movie characters. And I would like to give Equalizer one, three and a half slices. Equalizer two, three slices. Equalizer three. This is where I get kind of. Watching them back to back like that, I think really skewed my perception of it. So that one I think is, I almost want to say two and a half. I know it's, it sounds like a really hard thing, but it's like, hey, it's all good. A, I think there's a reason why we took this long to make them and like this was so spread out. I hope I let's put him to bed though, you know. I, I, I love Denzel and the style of role. Let's just give him a different character now. Um, Equalizer films, all great stuff. Uh, but I, I still think they're enjoyable flicks to check out. First one's always best, though, right? <laughs> As they say. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's interesting. I, I've been listening to a podcast, of course, and uh, the the past, uh, I, I, I listened to two that had, um, wow, shit, sorry, uh, Paul Giamatti on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was talking about like being a big fan of these movies and like he's like oh, I just watched them I love these movies and I'm like I don't know why I find it hard that's like someone that seems like so fucking like kind of mature and elevated like uh, oh, like right. Paul Giamatti is like a big fan like, it's like you that think makes he sense. just watched like art house movies and these very intense acting pieces yeah. like no I not at all it. which it's I guess it he is in a lot of these types of films too i mean we're just uh what's the like shoot oh, em up i think of when i think shoot of him doing that's what I, yes 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 love yes. that movie so sloppy and dumb. fucking all over the place man that was wild mm-hmm. and it but it is a good time um yeah yeah, yeah. good point though good point i mean i, I totally see uh giamatti in a, a film like this whether he's supporting the main guy or maybe he is one of these dudes you know, just yeah, no, or maybe even he could be the bad guy. He, he could do them all. Yeah, like, yes. It'd be interesting. Fuck, he can. Oh my god, yeah, that guy can do whatever the fuck he wants to, man. Right. Um, <laughs> but enough uh, <laughs> enough of the badassery of Mr. Washington here. Unless he's in the, yeah. your next review, actually, I don't know. He's not. For, but dude. I will say, oh. if you have Peacock, check out the Holdovers. Fantastic film. It's now on Peacock. I one of my favorites of last year. Um, yep. And I will apologize if you're watching this podcast. My uh, nice new camera is glitching, and I'm very uh, my audio is not sunk up apparently. Uh, but anyways, I have another folks. actor who's uh, rather always interesting to watch, uh, starring in this next movie. Uh, the movie I speak of is called All of Us Strangers. 
Hi. So you're looking at me from the street. I'm assuming you're not with anyone. Never see you with anyone. This is your mom and dad? Yeah. They died just before I was 12. I'm trying to write about them at the moment. How's it going? Strangely. Hi. Hi. Is this real? Does it feel real? Our boy's back home. Our son. Look at you. You were just a boy. And now you're not. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't think that matters. I've always felt like a stranger in my own family. I'm always scared of something. Always running away. Do you remember? Sorry I never came in your room when you were crying. It's funny, it doesn't take much to make you feel the way you felt back there again. I'd like to be in love with them. I'd always fall in love. This is a new feeling. You and me together. Into the world. I knew nothing about this movie and I watched the trailer. Here's what I thought the movie was. I thought there was this kid this kid, this man who kind of had a bad childhood and he goes back to his family home. There's a new family there. He pays them to act as their child and uh, kind of like the uh, Ben Affleck Christmas movie, Saving Christmas. And then he falls in love with like the dad and has a weird affair. That's what I thought the movie was. And I'm like, I'm intrigued by this premise. Not that movie at all, but I still had a great time watching this. Uh, it stars, the main character is uh, played by this uh, British actor, Andrew Scott. Uh, you might know him as uh, Moriarty on Sherlock. Uh, he was also the priest in uh, Fleabag season two. Uh, this guy is just a fantastic actor. Uh, everything I see him in, he's great. But uh, he plays an author who has some uh, traumatic events that happened to him when he's a child. His parents died on Christmas Eve uh, and he's never had friends, really. He's always been an outcast. Uh, and... Life is just rough on him. And uh, he's currently writing a screenplay about his parents. And so he'll travel back to his childhood home. Uh, he's He lives in uh, London and their childhood home is in like the countryside. And he, he'll take a train there and he goes there. And then he ends up going into the house and interacting with his parents and it's fucking trippy oh. because they're like the same age as him. And his parents are played uh, perfectly by Jamie Bell and Claire Foy, uh, two really strong performers. And they're like the same age as him. Like the age that they died at is kind of the age that they are. And uh, okay. they're kind of catching up with them because they haven't seen them in years. They're talking about life. He'll come and visit. Then it gets a little rocky once he tells his mother that he's gay. 
like because back when she was alive it was kind of a stigma and it's okay. rocky but that kind of evens out and as this is all happening he lives in this like brand new apartment complex and there's only like one other guy in the building and he actually starts a relationship with this guy this is the first time he's really been in a true relationship and he's kind of falling in love with this guy and okay he's not telling this guy that he's going to see his family and like it's just interesting because it's like two different worlds you're seeing a very beautiful relationship with with him and this uh, other guy who's uh, played by Paul Mescal, and uh, they they have a great relationship. Uh, and then you're seeing this beautiful kind of story happening with his parents, and it's kind of like you don't know what what it is. Are they ghosts? Uh, yeah, is he losing his mind? Uh, and it's just like kind of becomes like, like a horror movie. Yeah, tortured, right? Like, oh, yes, God, man. Yeah, and it's <sighs> it's deep, like. It very, very kind of like because like you you, you want to root for this guy because he's a lovely guy and mm-hmm. his parents seem nice and he's getting to kind of have that closure that he, he never got. And he, he he's, he's becoming the man that he always was supposed to be. And it's just like all these two different storylines and then they intersect at one point And it's just it's it's a great movie. It's it's touching. It's beautiful. It's it's it's. I don't know. I, it's just a sweet, sincere film. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give all of us strangers three and a half slices of toast. Uh, it's It should be a four, but I don't know. I don't want to just throw the fours around in this episode. But uh, if you fair like enough, very enough. intimate stories and literally like there's only like five actors in this movie, maybe six or seven, like you're just seeing the, the couple and the parents most of the movie there might be another character tossed in here or there in the background but uh yeah great great film check it out it's uh like i said it came out limitedly in uh 2023 and now it's getting a slightly wider uh release right now nice yeah well, awesome awesome interesting yeah that's yeah. an intriguing story too and a little bit of a little bit of a brain bender. I was like, it's always good oh, to mix 100%. these in once in a while. That's a and it's interesting because he starts. He's normally a homebody, and like him and his boyfriend go to the club, and he's getting drunk. And then there's like he he did a bump of cocaine, but then it turns out that it might be something else. And that's when things start getting really trippy, and you're like, oh shit! You see, you, you, this is when you start to question reality and everything. Like it really okay. kicks in once oh. he's like opening up as a person and experimenting mm-hmm. more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that sounds, that sounds worth checking out, man. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but you got something uh, that I, I kind of watched a little bit of that, uh, is, is a pretty hot topic over on Netflix, right? That it is the, uh, number one title on Netflix as the time, as of the time of this recording here is society of the snow.
Mírame los ojos. Mírame los ojos. El avión no se ve. Lo que pasen por encima nuestro no van a ver. ¿Qué pasa cuando el mundo te abandona? Cuando no tenés ropa, te estás congelando. ¡No vamos a llegar hasta arriba! Cuando no tenés comida y te estás muriendo. Si no comemos, nos vamos a morir. ¿Comer qué? Yo no me voy a quedar acá. ¿Ahora se van a dejar morir? ¿Después de todo lo que pasó? Vos tenés las mejores piernas del equipo. Tenés que caminar por los demás. Now, it was originally released back in 2022, but it's new to streamers currently. Uh, you might be seeing it pop up in your queue if you're a Netflix user. If you're not, it is available only there at the moment. But this is telling the uh, story that many are probably already familiar with, or at least have heard segments of, the, the famous uh, 1972 Uruguayan rugby team that crashed uh, in the Andes Mountains and survived there for, what was it, 72 70 some fucking days over two months Tra like in the ice and snow incredible like that alone is an incredible story and these guys actually did it if, uh with elements of survival sort of uh, uh starts off as disaster film and then it turns into a survival story and it becomes in your your personal morals and faith kind of come into play uh resulting to cannibalism just to stay alive in these horrible conditions and these incredible incredible individuals still somehow found a way 17 people or 16 survivors were st still made it after all of that time and um this film goes into great detail trying to cover a lot of perspectives there's a lot of reference materials and books and things uh that were were used in order to make the film um Like I said, it, it is a well-known story, but to get this sort of intimate look uh, that wasn't like, I think the last time, was it Alive was another, was was a film in the 80s that was uh, based on the yeah. story. And there's a few moments that they had in that film that are kind of reflected here because from the same source book material, um, one of the teammates finally offers up like, when I go, you can please take, you know, use my body as you guys need to. And then uh, like half a dozen of them all start saying the same thing. Like just, just survive this guys. And it's it is incredible. It is a just an intense story. Um, I like what it would take to just try to think of what you could possibly do to even get out of the situation. Um, it's an amazing journey. It is heartfelt. It is emotional. It looks gorgeous. I mean, There's so many, so much of this coverage here. I have a hard time trying to imagine where the stage or green screen <laughs> right. start and where the fucking real sets at. Like, 
The practicals in this are awesome. The makeup effects are awesome. The cast did an incredible job of really committing to these roles. I mean, a lot of them really started to look emaciated and sickly. And mm. God, it just, it, it, was, it was moving, powerful, intense. Uh, I had a great time watching it. It was one of those, I came into it, I thought it was a documentary about the real team. And then about two minutes in, sure. like, oh, no, this is, okay, narrative. All right, that's fine. I'm along for the ride. But my God, I was not ready for how damn good this movie was. Now, it might be long for some at two and a half hours. But to be honest, I really hardly noticed. I was so gripped. I, it was just, I mean, the movie grabbed a hold of me and I could not look away. A society of the Snow, I'm going to give four slices of toast. Uh, would highly recommend you check it out. I, man, I, I can't, I can't watch too many of these stories back to back, but it's one of those. Like, right. <laughs> and I, it, it hits you and it, it, it hits hard, but man, it's, was very well yeah. done. Uh, I would very much recommend it to anyone. Even if you're not that familiar with the story, this is, a, I think, a good entry point into seeing a lot of the elements, a lot of the true life elements are explored here. And yeah, I had a great time watching. Well, <laughs> I had a better time watching well, yeah, it yeah, than as good as for, uh, these yeah. guys had. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like I, uh, it's funny. Like uh, Sarah was like, "Oh, I really want to watch that." You have any interest? I'm like, yeah, "Not really, but you can watch it, sure." And then I, I, I sat down when she was watching it, and I, I got kind of intrigued. Like I thought I'd have no interest because I'm like, I don't want to watch these poor people suffering, and but it's just like so crazy intense. Like the fact that yeah. they they really bonded and some of them didn't even really know one another very much. And like, right. Like how they would try to stay chipper and take photos of everything and just document it as it's happening and fighting right. for one another. And, and the, the worst part is the craziest part is like when they, they have a radio and they can hear, like they know people are searching for them, but oh, at one point the weather gets so bad during the winter they're calling off like the month of December. They're going to start back up after the new year. And these people know that they're going to die if they don't get found by then. It, yeah. Just the treachery. And, and like you said, it's beautiful. It looks believable. Like, like mm. it looks like they really are on these like mountains. Oh my God. It's a fantastic film. I think I'd yeah. give it three and a half slices of toast as well. Yeah. Nice. I mean, oh, not yeah. as well. You gave it four, but yeah. Uh, but be prepared. You are going to have to read subtitles, but suck it up. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, part of life. Once you get into the groove of things, and so you glance down for a moment. Guess what you're not going to see for a second? Snow, interior of a fuselage, <laughs> and uh, maybe smoking a cigarette. That's about, that's about all you're going to mm. <laughs> So, So keep right? reading. Read through it. It's not, it's not, <laughs> and it's not too terribly wordy. You did get a lot of scenes of just watching that when they're when they finally make the hike to the tailpiece and all that oh, like sort goodness. of moments like oh man but yeah no that was a that is a that one is a killer literally um and it's interesting we we are hitting some uh, number one movies this movie was number one on netflix self-reliance is number one on hulu so we're giving you some yeah. options comedy fucking treachery yeah. but all beautiful films so far oh absolutely uh, yeah. Think, oh, oh I, yeah, uh, I, I almost jumped ahead. You got another review before we sorry. No, no, no. Yes. I have a movie that I, I saw some posters for. I kind of was like, I don't know what the hell this is. But then I saw a trailer and I'm like, I got to see this. I'm talking about the new movie, The Book of Clarence. 
I'm Clarence. Where I'm from, you fight to survive. I'm not a bad person. Just playing the cards I was dealt. Mom, one day I'm gonna get you out of here. I have a plan. What are we doing here? Jesus lives there. Hallelujah, baby. I want to be like that in 10 years. I want to be like that now. I need to figure out what inspires him. I can just replicate what he does. Imagine the money people will give us. Hallelujah. Holy shit, I get high as Buddha. Put you on that highway to heaven like I'm your Uber. Oh, dead one, open your eyes. Elijah. What are you trying to prove? And I'm not a nobody. You find faith, and you will find all the answers. When you see me, say hallelujah. Parents, you are guilty of the crime fraud for your own ill-gotten gains. If you give me Jesus of Nazareth, I will let you walk free. And I will give you power, wealth. You'll be somebody. I die before I give him up to Rome. Then death it is. Uh, my congregation gonna operate like a corporation. I want my flowers and flower vases. I want carnations. I want begonias. I want petunias and flower prunes. Run! Cause I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. Lance, in spite of your selfish ways, there's a beautiful soul in there somewhere. Hallelujah, and I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth. I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. I'm destined to be here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. Damn. Hallelujah, baby. Yeah. Uh. Uh, this is a biblical movie. It's a satire. And it's also religious, but not religious. Uh, so it's about uh essentially the apostles and jesus uh back in the day if you believe in that stuff and uh one guy is kind of the town fuck up uh and he has a best friend that's a fuck up with him and everyone kind of looks down on him and his brother's one of uh, jesus's 12 apostles even his brother looks oh. down at him and uh oh, no. Oh, we no. start the movie off with with a street race against uh mary magdalene and uh, and and our two main characters. Uh, and let me Whoa. tell you, uh, Clarence is played perfectly by uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and his uh, sidekick is guy. played by a fantastic actor, R.J. Uh, Siler. Uh, he's he's uh, the Black Power Ranger in the Power Rangers movies. He was in uh, some other great movies. I always loved this guy, and and together they're fucking fantastic. Uh, so essentially, we we meet them during the street race. Uh, they end up losing the horses that they were racing with and they're robbed and they're attacked. And to make matters worse, the horses didn't belong to them. The money that they were gambling on the street race belonged to a gangster, essentially. And they owe money back to this gangster and they have one day left to pay him back. And uh, they have no way in hell of getting money. And to make oh, matters yeah. worse, Clarence is in love with with the uh with this uh gangster's sister and uh he kind of comes up he's a schemer he's a plotter him and his partner sell weed essentially uh and he comes up with this plot yes this movie is fantastic you watch I'm him getting high this movie. 
Oh, it's it's great. It's almost like a black exploitation, but it's not a black exploitation. The music is phenomenal, uh, and there's so many tropes of like modern day movies in this. And uh, so essentially, he's like he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in Jesus. He thinks everything Jesus does is a trick. And he, he's like, you know, what? I want to be a thirteenth apostle. And he pitches it to the apostles. Okay. They laugh at him. Won't even let him meet with Jesus. So he says, you know what? I'm going to make it one better. I'm going to be the next Messiah. I, and, and he, he uh, goes to uh, oh Jesus' God. mother, Mary, tries to figure out how Jesus does the tricks. And uh, and then he's like, all right, nobody's going to tell me. So him and his crew, they pretend they, 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 they pretend like his crew is blind or they can't walk. Uh, so he, he, he hails them. He brings people back from the dead. And as he's doing this, he's raising money. And uh, it's just all these like terrible things that he's doing. And you can kind of tell it's eating away at him, even though he doesn't believe in religious uh, aspects of life. He kind of feels bad swindling people. And uh, he nice. ends up freeing nice. slaves and he just gets in all these hairy situations. And uh, yeah, it, it's so wacky. It's insane. It's original. It's one of a kind. It is religious, but it's not religious. Uh, it's just such a great movie. And uh, it has a great cast. Besides Lakeith and RJ, you got James McAvoy, uh, Omar Sy, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, fucking uh, God, so many other people. I, I'm blanking on names, but uh, it's funny. It's it's action packed. It, it it has everything and more that you want. And I think it's a first time director. And the director also, I think, wrote the movie and did all the music for the movie. And the music's fantastic. Everything about this movie is so fucking good. I I, I had a blast watching it in the theater. And I think the whole audience did. You could hear all these great laughter moments. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to give the Book of Clarence three slices of toast uh it was a bit long but it needed to be long and there's so many like interesting things and like they tie in things that happen in the bible and kind of give you a different point of view from clarence's standpoint mm-hmm. and it's 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 kind of everything like growing up catholic and going to like uh catechism school and whatnot like sunday school yeah uh always sitting there you're like oh god these bible stories could be fun but they're so fucking boring but uh, this is exactly what you want. Like as a kid, you're like, Oh awesome. shit, this makes the Bible fun again. Yeah. Again, it makes it fun <laughs> awesome. in the first place. Uh, really, really good time. I suggest checking it out if you get a chance, but nice. you don't got to be religious because our main character is not even religious and they filmed in some fantastic locations. I don't know, but like, it looks so believable. Like, I don't know if they shot in like uh, Jerusalem or where they shot. I don't know, but it looks fantastic. Uh-huh. Damn, yeah, oh, badass. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I, I haven't heard a thing about this one until you mentioned it, and you've already fucking sold me on it. This is like it was made for us, mm. man. It sounds oh, awesome. dude. As I watched, I'm like, my god, this is kind of in the vein of Chocolate Christ, and uh, but it's it's its own thing, like, and like you know, in like black exploitations, they get like dance club scenes. There's a dance club scene in here, and there's so right. many different tropes thrown in it, and it feels like a modern day movie set in these times because you get so many fucking awesome scenes and tropes and everything oh my god it, it's fantastic that's awesome i had a blast that ass. yeah uh i don't know if we had a blast talking about this next movie uh oh, you and i both uh, watched a new netflix movie yes sir so yeah something's gonna blast off that's right our yeah. review of lift this job 
I don't know if it's possible. But if there's a way to do it, we find it. We need to intercept half a billion dollars. But we're not taking the gold. We're taking the plane? The whole plane? It's kind of hard to take half a plane. Nice. Welcome to the team. They really love you. I mean, what's not the love? You are a thief, a con man, a professional liar. Agree to disagree. This is it. I show them what true artistry looks like. Go. No. If it was in a movie, people would be like, ah! Oh my God. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Lift. This is the new Netflix original uh, action heist movie featuring Kevin Hart, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, Sam Worthington's up in there, Billy Magnuson, uh, Jean Reno, a lot of familiar faces. Um, it's it's a well, it's a pretty basic story of you got your <laughs> heist crew who gets propositioned by a government official. Uh, we need you to steal. Uh, was it half a billion dollars in gold bars, and gold bricks, and it's going to be transported by airplane? And you're, we need to figure out how to pull off this heist to save the world. <laughs> Which classic. Okay. So it's what's funny is like within the first 15, 20 minutes for me, it's immediately apparent. This is like, what if we took a ten job in Ocean's Eleven and did this? And that was kind of all the thought mm -hmm. that was put into it. Um, my God. So I was, when I saw this trailer, I saw our, our, our main guy here starring in this movie. I'm like, all right, this will probably get some chuckles. Yeah. I'm excited. This is an action-packed Kevin Hart movie? Yeah. yeah fuck I want to yeah. see Kevin Hart kick ass, steal shit, and uh, deliver some quippy one-liners. Be one a Danny Ocean. Um, none of those things really occurred except for stealing shit. And even then, the I'm sorry, but the big plot twist reveal was simply just withholding information from the audience and then just, oh, actually, duh, 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 this is just mm -hmm. that that can only be done in an entertaining way, I think, in an oceans, like when you saw it the first time in Oceans Eleven. It's like, oh fuck, that's cool. But even then, they give you these little subtle hints throughout. This one didn't even do that. They're just like, oh, by the way, we solved the solved <laughs> the problem with our special talents and skills. The is that when when Billy Magnuson was the comedic relief here. I mean, oh yeah, not, and he's fantastic. He's yeah, but he's playing the but same like, character he tends to always play, right? and it's not I enough to sustain of, the movie. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when <laughs> he was. Uh, oh, I think we lost your audio God, there. Was he in that? Yes. Oh. So after um, it, it was uh, what's his name? He got squished slowly by the car. He got ran over very slowly. And he had to get all huh. of the, all the facial reconstructive surgery. Billy Magnuson uh, plays okay. him afterwards. Look, I'm handsome. He just he just can't. Handle oh, oh, is it uh, Titus's boyfriend? No. Oh um, no no no. Uh, uh fucking uh, Mr. Show. Fucking uh, David yes. Cross. Yes, David yes, Cross. Yes. Yeah, he's okay. the after of David Cross. Yeah. Um, huh. Forgot I, all about I that. I love those episodes. Show. Um, oh yeah. It's you've got all these great pieces, and I feel like it just didn't use any of them the right way. Um, the dialogue was falling flat. 
Nothing was mm-hmm. that like it looked super fake. Holy shit! This looked like yeah. a, like made for TV movie with not a big budget, or we spent it all on this cast, and you showed us way too many effects heavy things that just looked super cartoony to me. And I just uh-huh. every time I tried to just suspend disbelief and just let it happen, something just slaps me across the face and is like, nope, nope, you don't like this, you don't like this, you don't like this either. Down to my favorite <laughs> horrible line of dialogue when they're supposed to be kind of undercover Cyrus and Abby, when uh, he makes some comment about how uh, pretending to be her, his wife or something. Oh, oh she, yep, yep, yep. I had to yep. write it down. It's calling me your trophy I wife a know. compliment? No. No, but calling you my wife, wife is. is. Uh, I wanted to throw up. I paused the movie. I got up. I walked <laughs> around my living room holding my head in my hands. I was just like, you just made me fucking hear that. Kevin Hart. Oh my mm-hmm. god! I wanted to. I wanted to just have fun, and I. I just couldn't. This it, and it, you could sorry, tell I've that they were trying. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're good. I'm sorry. I've been talking a lot myself, but you can tell they were trying to make it slick and fun, and like yes. they tried making it seem like it was an oceans movie, but they failed on every aspect. And I think the thing that I don't know might have gotten me that, that sounds like it got you. You're signing up for a Kevin Hart movie. Yes, it's an action movie, but he wasn't being Kevin Hart. He wasn't freaking out. He wasn't high-pitched yelling at things. He wasn't doing anything. He was a cool guy, which is fine, but we want Kevin Hart to be Kevin Hart. And honestly, sorry, and like everything that was decent about the movie, I say kind of, uh, (laughs) I feel like everything was given away in the trailer. The whole movie is pretty Mm -hmm. much in the trailer, I feel like. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I literally was coming up with the Chirons and doing everything for to prepare for our episode tonight as I was watching this movie because I was that not intrigued. And like uh, you said, yeah. great cast. Vincent D'Onofrio, Sam Worthington, Jacob uh, Battalion. Uh, so many people giving yeah. performances that are probably the best that they can do with the script that they have. But yes, it's exactly. weird. It's, I didn't and, and hate it, a, but I did not love it. Sorry. That, that was my big thing. Oh, no, no. To go along with what you're saying, you have this stellar cast. Why are you giving them such cheesy things to say? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Let, there had to be other alternate versions of them getting to deliver some of the stuff. Because it's like, I, I almost, it almost feels like it was rushed through. Like, the production yes. itself. Like we just have to get through the scene. It's right, like we scene, have Kevin scene. Hart and these actors. We we got it. We got a month. Let's let's get it. Well, there everyone's available. Who cares? Yeah. The, we'll fix it in post. And oh, they man. did not. Jesus, no, that it's just yeah. It's it's one I honestly could not recommend to anyone. Even if you're a big Kevin Hart <laughs> fan, even if you're a heist movie fan, it, it's reminded me of what was that one where they're all. Oh where yes, yes, all, the whole time where they're all. Dead. I thought, yep. Right. Uh, oh wait. I'm yeah, not sure if I'm thinking of the same thing. Yes, triple uh, six or something. I didn't even finish it. It was that bad. It literally felt like a knockoff of that. And that movie wasn't even good. And I was getting a lot of vibes of... Uh, what what was it? Uh, the Rock in... Oh, not, I think the same movie you're talking about right now. Both those two uh, Ryan Reynolds Netflix movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, really it's, it's... bad action heist movies with bad twists, predictable storylines and plots. 
Uh, whoever's approving all these movies, especially when the director has made some bad. Yeah, ask Gary Gary. He's a fantastic director. Oh my yes. god! Like you, and he's done a lot of action movies. Job. Yes, like yes, everything like is there. You got movie. the director, the cast. God, and somehow it's it stumbles the whole trip, and it doesn't feel like anything is actually happening the whole time. Everything's just going along to plan. Everything. Oh, we got a hiccup. Everything. It's like yeah. let's hit the beat by beat that we need to hit and get done. And it feels like the movie was like two and a half hours, even though I think it was under two hours. Oh my god! Yeah, it was an hour forty-five minutes, and if you're, I'm with you. It felt so much longer. That was uh, that was painful. I, had- I was waiting for like a twist to happen with Sam Worthington's character. I'm like, oh, clearly, blah 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 right. is going to happen. But hey, guess what? They didn't do it, so I, I guess I wasn't that smart. Uh, <laughs> oh, or yeah. maybe the no, script wasn't gonna... that smart. <laughs> exactly. I'm just gonna rip this bandaid off half a slice. I I wanted to like part there was I chuckled at a couple individual lines. There's a few moments where like oh where I had hope for more, but then it just it never it never lifted above half a slice for me. Oh now <laughs> I feel like such a hypocrite as the movie the credits were going on. You know how Netflix is like rate it. Do you do you dislike it? Do you like it? Do you love it? I'm like you know what? I didn't fully hate this movie. I gave it a little thumbs up like. And uh, I don't know why now that I'm saying it out loud. But I'm going <laughs> to give it one and a half slices. I didn't fully hate it, but I didn't love it. There's so much more better shit to watch out there. But if you got time to kill and you just want something mundane to be on, I guess you could do worse. Right. Something you really don't have to even use a brain cell to watch. Just yeah. enough to, Just remember to breathe, I guess. Blink your eyes once in a while. That's about all you need to do to watch this movie. Fair enough. You really need to listen to it. <laughs> it's like you don't even <laughs> need the dialogue. It's, right. It just goes by. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Sorry, Netflix. Goodness. Sorry, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, I got one more to clean it, clear out the, uh, the episode. Clear Let's out the it. episode. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, I have the uh, new... Uh, 2024 musical rendition of Mean Girls. May I have everyone's attention, please? We have a new student. What's up, Kitty? Are you trying to make the rest of us feel dumb? I'm not trying to. It's just happening. Dear God, woman. Get in, loser. Regina George is a scum-sucking life burner. Why is he by our table? I can hear you, by the way. Can you hear me now? Pay. Girls are made deranged by what's called hormones. W H O. What is going on? Don't worry about it. Dance break. Why is this so tight? I mean, you've had it since the sixth grade. You're probably maturing. It's funny how the mean girl opened all the doors. I've been told y'all. We as women have to support each other. If you need to talk to me about anything, boy troubles, blackheads, or alcohol poisoning, I have been through it all. Rachel Hamilton fills her inhaler with vodka. Oh, that's how you use it. 
slay, queens. Slay like no one's watching. But everybody's watching. Because you're gorgeous. Haley Freilinger has, what's this? Harry Nips. Good Lord. All right, folks, it's been 20 years. Can you believe it's been 20 years since Mean oh Girls came out? Fuck. I remember oh, when it first came out, dude. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, boy. I saw that shit in the theater I, twice, yeah. maybe, actually. Wow. But, uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, back when she was at the peak of her stardom. Um, but now we're in 2024, and uh, we have the adaptation of the Broadway musical version of it, which... Honestly, I, I saw a couple of years ago. I saw the uh, the musical oh. version, and I I liked it. it. It was fine. It was good. Nice, nice. Tina Fey wrote that, so it's like, all right, I had some faith in it. The music was good, but uh, now we got the movie version of it, which is also written by Tina Fey. Tina Fey returns, and Tim oh, Meadows wow. returns, and I was happy to see that because I love Tim Meadows. Tina Fey is oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much for those of you who apparently don't know what Mean Girls is, you have this girl moving from Africa. She's now going to school. She's never really had friends. She befriends these two kind of outcasts. And then she gets invited to join this popular clique known as the Plastics. And she joins them to kind of infiltrate them to kind of pull a prank. But then she kind of likes them and she kind of becomes one of them. And she kind of turns her back on her other friends. And that's kind of the premise of the movie. And, uh, it's essentially the same thing that you saw before, but with music. Every scene has a musical number. Now, some of the songs are bops. Some are good. Some are enjoyable. Some are forgettable. Sometimes the music is so high, like the score, you can't hear what's audibly being said. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of oh, weird, but whatever. Man. I don't know if it's yeah. a mix of the way it played in my theater. Uh, but it's good. It moves. It's brisk. Uh, the acting's all right. Uh now, the main character uh, is played by uh, Angori Rice. Uh, she was in the uh, last Spider-Man trilogy. She played Ned's girlfriend. Uh, and her mother is played by Jenna Fisher. The two of them actually look like mother and daughter, which is kind of cool. Uh, I believe it. And uh, then you have Regina George, uh, played by Renee Rapp. Uh, apparently, she's also a singer. But I know her from the uh, Max show, The Sex Life of College Girls. Uh, and her mother is played by Busy Phillips. And they also look oh. like mother and daughter. So the casting yeah, is really that. spot on in this movie. Nice. And nice. the movie is much more diverse than the original movie. Everyone's kind of represented all different uh, nationalities, sexualities. And it feels a little woke, I guess you could say. But whatever. It's 2024. That's life, man. If you have a problem with that, fuck you. Don't go to the movies. All right. Uh, yeah, now, I will Girls say I felt like never for you then. <laughs> right. Like it's exactly it, yeah. Like, I I, uh, I think I might have been the only guy in the theater by himself, uh, really? which is kind of weird. Yeah. It was a whole bunch of, like, tween girls wearing pink. I felt like I was back in Barbie. They're like, we still got pink. <laughs> We're going to the theater. And uh, honestly, it shit. got... <laughs> yeah it uh it played pretty well like it was it was fairly enjoyable i will say okay. the first movie is hard to beat and yes the musical on the stage play i liked a hell of a lot more because it kind of played a little bit better as a stage play and it was kind of lost in translation sure this is nice 
not as good as that was in my opinion uh but not everyone got to see it on the stage so if you missed it definitely check it out like it was fun time i think everyone enjoyed it i will say they're not marketing it as a musical and that's i've seen online some theaters have been caught off guard by it and it's like well sorry you're here now you can leave if you want but why not enjoy it uh i'm curious would you think would you think it would have played better if they did it in a like Hamilton style filmed it on stage. Maybe because it plays more. This is what I was thinking as I was watching it on stage. You're seeing it as a stage play and it doesn't have to fit the, the basic plots and beats and acts as a movie does. And that's Mm -hmm. everything just kind of melodically happens. Like in the movie, you're watching it all happening and there's plots and development and it follows that story. But I feel like there's stuff lost that it doesn't play exactly like a movie would. So yeah, mm. I think it would be better like they they filmed uh, Hamilton, which is ironic that you say that because the directors of this want to do a Hamilton feature in this vein. So that's kind of funny, huh. I, I think. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I but, don't, uh, man. Yeah, because I, I totally see what you mean. When, when you write it for one thing, it's meant to behave a certain way because this is mm-hmm. the style of entertainment and this is the way it's presented to you. To then try to bring it back, that was weird meta. And I love that Tina Fey's apparently written all of these. That's funny. Yes. So then so that I your respect. own movie back through. It's like it's come through this pipeline. It's filtered through something else before coming back mm-hmm. to the thing you wrote 20 years ago. Which, yeah, it's like, how do you make it different enough? But how do you keep it the same still? That, and that's like the thing that it challenging. does beautifully. I'll okay. give you that. Like. You have technology, you have social media playing a big part in this, That's which you true. didn't have That's 20 true. years ago. So it, it, it does play for more of a modern sensibility, but it just doesn't play as a feature film as well. But I had a okay. fun time watching it. I don't regret it. Sure, Will I sure. want to go back and rewatch it? Probably not. I'll probably check it out. I assume it'll come out on Paramount+. Plus. I know Sarah will want to watch it, so I'll watch it then, but I don't have any drive to watch it. Mean Girls? I could watch Mean Girls whenever. The, the 20... Uh, 2004 movie i think yeah that has rewatchability for me personally Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that that people won't like this i i think it's a likable film and it's just probably hitting a wider audience that's not me uh and i I don't hate it uh i'm gonna give mean girls 2024 the musical whatever we're calling it just mean girls (laughs) uh i'm gonna give it two and a half slices of toast it was a fine line to walk uh okay i don't regret it yeah. Sure, sure, sure. When it's like you said, maybe it's because it's a little more finer tuned for today's current young audience. You know, maybe it does drift a little more that direction. Whereas we were blessed enough to get an incredible film twenty years ago that still right. is entertaining. I still I think holds up. So it's it's funny that it's it's you know another one of the situations. Did we need a sequel? Did we need a remake? We we're talking about yeah. Zack Snyder wanting to re- sucker punch. It's like. Do we need to do that though? Should we just go and back and watch the French again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like an old person almost. Like, I, I I'm not old, but I'm older than the audience. But uh, I was a little kind of disgusted because it's more about exploiting sexual, like having these teenagers. Sure, the actors aren't teenagers; oh, they're in their twenties. Sexualizing but minors. It's yeah. about sexualizing minors, and to me, that's just yeah. fucking gross. But. I guess the first movie did that, but we were kids, so it was fine. We were and I'm just kind of so cringe. I'm like, 
I'm like, yeah. I should, uh, this should be hot and attractive, but it's not because these are high school kids and I can't get behind that. <laughs> I don't know. It was just weird as go. shit. I the felt right, like an elderly right, person. The right move. Oh. <laughs> Do you at least get so if you're a teenage boy and you don't like musicals and you don't care about it? I mean, you got hot girls and they're overly sexualizing them. So there you go, boys. That's your reason to go see it. If if your girlfriends want to drag you there, there you go. (laughs) Do you at least get Tim Meadows with the baseball bat again? Does he get to bust out? I don't think he does. Ah. And there, it's weird. I don't know if there was a reason in this. I don't recall it being in the original. But for a few scenes, he has like a hand brace on. I'm like, I don't know if that's a character choice or if he was going through shit when the movie was filming. Yeah, it just felt weird. But I always love seeing Tim Meadows on on, on anything. I, I always think of him as Leon Feltz, the ladies man. Uh, and I don't know. And like. And they kind of give him, I don't think in the original movie, but him and Tina Fey might be a thing in this movie. And I kind of like that and I can dig it. Oh, but I seen those two okay. back were, were nice. And John Hamm has a cameo in it and he's pretty funny. And uh, I will say these, these kids are really good actors and pretty good singers. Like her two best friends are really, really good. And, and, and uh, I think like, the the guy best friend is, is this is his first film. And that was like, Holy shit. That that's pretty cool. And who the Bad. fuck the, the 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 female best Damn. friend? I I uh fuck. I now I gotta look this up. Um I, I feel like I, I was like, oh shit, that's that girl. And uh I now want to see what the hell she was in before because she looks different, but she's given a great performance. Sorry. Oh I, she looks different because uh, apparently she is the voice of Moana, and I did not know that. And I'm like, oh, makes shit. sense why she can sing. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yeah. There's the reason right there. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Okay. But, uh, well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's All right. Life. Well. Yeah. It's it's one of those. Not like, bad. Right, not if you, not if terrible. You truly love it. If you're really a big fanatic, you know, I guess I'm sure there's a reason to see it there alone. Um, mm. If you've never seen the first one, maybe this is a softer entry, and that you don't sure. know what you're missing. Like you don't know what you didn't see in the first one. So. Yeah. It's a new Thank entry you. for a new generation, I guess. Like every movie does in 20 years, I guess is a good amount of time. Hell in 20 years, we've had three different renditions, exactly. four different renditions of Spider-Man. So right. I guess exactly. Two mean girls is the worst. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, damn, uh, that was a solid stack of toast there, folks. Um, it was a decent I hope amount. You enjoyed the show. Uh, yes. But the only way to really know if you enjoyed the show is if you pop a couple of comments down there. Give us a review over an Apple podcast. Just let us know what you think. Uh, we'll always want to try to make this as entertaining as possible for you guys. Uh, we've got some flicks to recommend. Anything at the start of the year, maybe we we might have gone past or the end of the last year. Uh, please let us know. Hit us up on our mm-hmm. socials. Got them on screen. But for those of you listening, we're over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok uh, at movie underscore toast. YouTube, just search for Movie Toast News and Reviews. You can find some awesome videos with Adam. It's also where we host the film festival every year. That's Mm. right. Movie Toast, the festival. Entries are open for 2024. Have at it. Third year running. That's right. Uh, Fourth. Fuck. Fuck. Wait a minute. That's not right. 
Wow. Like I'm making the I guess I now. guess we, we have, have been promoting yeah. the third one and it's still in my head as the third. Of course. Four of course. years. Holy shit. We're, we're, we're beating our, our previous uh, film festival. That only ran yeah. two or three years. <laughs> wow. Oh, good man. times. Uh, we're already getting some time. great submissions. And uh, if yes. you got some, throw them our way. We want to see some great movies under 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. We're always down to check them out. We love checking out things that aren't big Hollywood movies because we've made shorts. We know how hard it is getting eyes on them mm -hmm. and getting an audience. We're not going to exactly. show it to a, a whole world, but we'll show it to as many people we can and kind of review it as we're watching them. Absolutely. But, uh, and, Dennis, if oh, they can't do that, what can oh, they dude. do? The one thing you find, find Toasties can do for us is stay toasty. You know what? Uh, what I really wanted to review on this, uh, Dennis. We talked off mic a little bit. Uh, the new Peacock original prequel series, Ted. This the show yeah. is phenomenal. Uh, nice. If you, it is a movie tie. You ever wonder? So that's, yes, yes. That's, that's, that's uh, on brand for us. If you ever wonder what it was like for young Mark Wahlberg and his teddy bear in high school, how they became stoners and burnouts and <laughs> thunder buddies, this is definitely for you. If you want Seth MacFarlane unfiltered stuff you can't do on, on like fucking network television, they go hard. They go deep. It might take an episode or two to get used to, but after that, you're going to want to binge it. It's so fucking good. This I, nice. I watched the series starting back in November, and I haven't been able to talk about it. Uh, I can't wait to record a, a TV toast on it. That's going to be over on our TikTok, at movie underscore toast, and on YouTube very soon. Uh, if you check it out, the two of us should tag team it because it's a great fucking oh, show, sure. and I, I want the world to... to see it if they're ted fans oh yeah absolutely uh, and nbc's been taking solid risks on some of their edgier comedic content lately with uh twisted metal kicking so much ass last year oh I'm very fuck much yes forward to, to ted this is very much in the you know the vein of something i would like to watch so definitely it's on the queue and we'll just gotta get oh gotta get into it gotta crack it open yes yes uh definitely and uh hopefully we'll watch uh echo have a review of that uh I'll hopefully finish uh, watching Monarch, uh, Legend of, Legends of Monsters. Uh, yeah, a lot of great TV, man. I feel like we need a spinoff show about TV, but we just what? don't have the time. <laughs> Until oh, then. Until then. Yes. Well, I guess we should uh, end this thing, huh? Thanks for joining us, folks. We, we appreciate it. Stay toasty.